0: Factory Backing has been producing custom motocross graphics since 2004. At Factory Backing, they prioritize quality by using the finest vinyl materials available. Their competitive prices might seem surprising, but rest assured, they offer top-notch products specifically designed for motocross and the demands of dirt bike riders. Check them out at FactoryBacking.com. But act fast as they are celebrating their 20th anniversary with a 50% off sale. Everyone, welcome to the Midweek Podcast presented by Factory Backing. I have none other than Travis Pastrana on the line. And uh, super excited, man. I get to see you again this weekend in Vegas.
1: We... Dude, Vegas is going to be so good. We got the freestyle motocross, uh, cross. Should be, should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, so uh, Planet Hollywood. Is this the first time that the series has uh, visited the strip like this?
1: Yeah, it's, um, we've been working with mostly trying to get courses that are more permanent. Um, if we're going to put money in the infrastructure, we want uh, courses that can build the grassroots all the way up, the Can-Ams, you know, side-by-side racing, um, the lights, cars, and so on and so forth. But this is kind of cool. I mean, Dana White, uh, Frasheeda Brothers, uh, all the guys with UFC kind of, um, you know, partnered up with, with Nitro and uh, with Rob Deerdick, and said, you know what, we're all based out of Vegas, so let's let's do something big. Let's do a finale, um, you know, in downtown in the city. Same spot we did the Evil Can Evil tribute, so it'll be you know, the, the parking lot has two different levels, which is kind of cool. So we have ups and downs and we got a, some, a lot of dirt we're bringing in. So it's not like the old GRC parking lot races, even though it's kind of in a parking lot. It's where the F1 uh, paddock was. It uh, should be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Can, can you tell me more about the course? I mean, how long is it going to be? And is it going to be a big jump? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah so there, there's a big jump, but only for the the main class. So that we got 1,000 horsepower electric cars. Um, so the for that class, uh, we'll have the jump. I think the Can-Am should be able to make the gap, um, but it's just we got a lot of like Micah Block, um, you know, uh, Ken's son, who's in his uh, in Kira as well. They're they're pretty young, um, and that class is made for bringing up that that next generation of drivers. So we don't want to throw someone. I uh, shouldn't say to the wolves, but uh, you know, make them do a a gap jump over under, put a, put anyone in harm's way. That's doesn't fully understand what they're getting into. So uh, it will be cool to put that on the strip and to have the, the big over under cross jump. Um, I, you know, even though it doesn't change the racing much, it is that spectacle that I think the crowd really comes for. And it's a way for us to show, um, you know, that, that nitro circus kind of showmanship background and to set ourselves apart from other series.
0: Yeah. You know, um, the, the one in Glen Helen that I, I got to come out to and uh, do a ride along. And it's funny cause Neil stores from, uh, from can am he was like oh yeah we'll get you in a car and i was like i was equally scared to be in your car or brian's car it's <laughs> like dude these are two nuts that's, that's fair but uh but dude it was a lot of fun i, I really really i mean I, I wished it had been more than a couple laps you know i was like this is sick I, I really uh really had a good time in the passenger seat and uh when uh when your guys at nitro approached us about coming out to this one i was like oh man is there another ride-along? And I'm like, I want to ride in that electric car. But then I was, like, super scared about that. But it's not going to work out uh, scheduling-wise. But, dude, it gave me a whole new uh, appreciation and, and excitement for what you guys do. It's super fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Can-Ams are 200 horsepower, and the you know FC1X, they call it, or the the Group E, it's a little over 1,000. So there's a big difference in acceleration. But, you know, we run, the tires that we run, our, our goal is that, Um, you know, the motorcycle is always such a big part of it, or the car is always such a big part. Um, So all of these cars that we run on almost every class are spec series. My goal is to make it so that the driver is the one that, that, that shines. It's not like, oh, well, he was on, you know, the factory, this team or they, they had this support. Like, I just want to make it so there's more power than anyone can put to the ground that the tires are going to be. If you put that right foot all the way down, you're just smoking the, the wheels and it's fun and it's cool. And it's sideways, um, but it takes a lot of, uh, it takes just that, that vehicle a- aspect out of it and puts everything back in the driver's hands to say, look, everyone has more power they can deal with. Let's go.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite class to drive drive?
1: Um, the CanAm's are actually really fun because they're, you know, if you crash it, it's not the end of the world. The, the teams, you know, it's, I, I shouldn't say not the end of the world, but it's, it's not a half million dollar vehicle. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's not a lot of people's livelihoods on the line. It's just. You know, you go out there for a, as far as racing is concerned, it's about as low budget as you can get. And you get to mix it up with, I mean, everyone from, you know, 13 year old kids to, you know, Damon, uh, or well, Damon Ratshaw is actually running it uh, this, this next weekend, but no Jeff, way. <laughs> came in and ran one of the rounds. I mean, we got a lot of moto uh, guys kind of coming in and, uh, Jeff Ward's actually going to be my spotter this weekend. Uh, my yeah. spotter had, uh, they had, uh, family matter come up and I called Jeff. I was like, dude, You've got second in the Indy 500, won Supercross, Motocross, and actually qual- qualified pole for a GRC, which is Rallycross. I'm like, come, come help me. So, uh, Moto guys fit in really well, uh, and girls fit in really well with Nitrocross because you know just the jumps and the the, the dirt and the chaos. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm.
0: When you say spotter, what is the spotter's job? Is he and he's not in the car with you, right?
1: Spotter is not in the car, so a co-driver will be in the car when you a rally you know hundreds of miles they're telling you what's coming up um the spotter's job is more to say hey look uh we think someone's making time over here you got to check out you know Scott Speed over here is is doing this inside line that's a tenth of a second faster or mm-hmm. um at the end of the day it's you know like in NASCAR it, hey you're about to be taken out like uh, go wide or they're on your inside or you're clear yeah um, you know so it's basically their job to keep you out of trouble um so Jeff's got his hands full with with me this weekend but it should be fun
0: hey that's going to be perfect there. i mean uh uh, a former motocross, supercross champion like Wardy that has four-wheel experience, too. I mean, he's he's right up your alley as far as uh, equal brain brain waves and things that you're thinking, right?
1: Without a doubt. And, you know, it was funny. The Subaru team goes, yeah, because I didn't do all the, the GRC races uh, back when Wardy was racing. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, the only thing I really remember about Jeff Ward is his first race. He came in. Um, he had an outlap a timed lap for qualifying and then an in-lap. So you get one lap, basically. But on his out-lap, he accidentally hit two tire stacks. Just bumped him a little bit, and they were both onto the two longest straightaways, and he qualified pole. And the Subaru guys were like, we were so pissed. We're like, but he hit the tire stacks. We're like, oh, well, he didn't knock him over. Like, I, it wasn't on his time lap. They're like, I know! He hit him, so his time lap would be faster, and he won by two tenths. Uh, so, Wardy, he's, he's crafty. And uh, that's, you know, I, I've done... So You know, try to make these rules as. Let me take a step back. It's a series that I started to have a lot of fun, and now that it's getting bigger and bigger, we got some of the best. I mean, we had, you know, 2009 F1 world champion came in with Jensen Button. We got uh, IndyCar drivers. We've got, you know, Kyle Busch did two rounds, and uh, so did Chase Elliott. They're both Cup champions. So Mm -hmm. uh, we got a lot of off-road crew that's coming in, and as it gets bigger, I'm taking as far away, step back as I can from the rules but it's still my job as a racer to to push everything that's written and and try to figure out how to make your way around it
0: is it sometimes crazy to think about uh like right now you're this whole series is you and you're the promoter you're writing the rules and everything i mean where you've come from this wild little kid doing nothings on rm85 right but like you are the face of of in the future of rally essentially right now
1: no, it's, it's, rally's gone through some ups and downs. Um, and I still like rally, like stage rally so much. Um, but we've learned a lot by traveling the world with Nitro Circus and how to put on a good show. And, you know, Supercross does a great job with the show. Um, but what they have is is the youth. You know, so many kids and families ride motocross. And, you know, I think Rallycross hasn't done a great job um, in the past of getting that that way. Like even NASCAR, you know, you got – dirt tracks all over the country where these, you know, these kids and these these drivers can can work their way up and then get sponsorship and recognized and like in motocross. And that's really our goal for, for Nitro Cross is to make it so that it's not about the car. It's not about I have more money, so I'm buying something that's different than somebody else. And we're really the drivers that are truly there shining through. And it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing to be able to kind of build a sport from what you've learned from other sports mistakes and just fun that you've had you know, I got out of the NASCAR, and I wasn't having fun driving. I wanted to win. The competition was amazing. But, you know, you get into a 1,000-horsepower car doing over-under cross jumps with big berms and off-cambers, and you're having fun. Whether you're racing, uh, you know, battling for the win, or you're, you're in last place, you still enjoy the drive. And that's what I'm trying to bring back to, to racing.
0: Yeah. Do you remember in the, uh, the Mickey Thompson off-road GP series, they used to have a dirt bike class? Like, have you ever thought about doing that? running them backwards or something so the jumps are steeper?
1: Yeah, definitely have. Um, there's been actually a couple of the, the riders have actually approached me about about doing that. Um, the hardest part, though, is we have to keep the tracks um, prepped well and they dry out pretty quick. And you know we're not running off road tires and uh, we want to keep the dust down for the crowd and, and everything like that. So we have to kind of when we have downtime, prep the track. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, we want to have more pavement more concrete more different areas so i'd love to run the motorcycles like maybe not on the full course but part of the course that comes by the crowd in the front um i just think like a tt would be awesome supermoto would be so good
0: yeah remember the the streamers on their back chest protector <laughs> the leader or something yeah. but uh so uh man las you know, vegas a is a bagger
1: race or something though yeah like, right i mean just like just something that shouldn't be out there <laughs> honestly our biggest class or not biggest class but our you know it's like $5,000 you can rent a Volkswagen bug and the entry list is like just the waiting list is, you know, 10 pages long to race the the Volkswagen bug class. And it's just fun. And the crowd loves it. They're loud. They're obnoxious. They roll over in almost every other corner (laughs) and the racing's really good. So I think, you know, it's not necessarily about making the fastest bikes and everything. Hey, sorry, we got a, got golf carts pulling up and all kinds of stuff going on in the background but um no I think that the biggest thing for us is to make it fun we got to make it exciting for the crowd and if we could have like baggers or whatever I think it would be a really good good part yeah to to add to the show
0: okay so the last race I was uh at was at Glen Helen so obviously this venue is going to be a world different right um what do you expect uh, for the Glen
1: helen's great certain times of the year but we've just hit oh, it windstorms <laughs> and ice rain it's, it's been it's been rough the last year so we got to time our, our seasons a little better but no this is going to be absolutely phenomenal it's downtown you can watch the race from planet hollywood right in the parking lot there and um it's going to be rad
0: what are you expecting as far as a crowd like a turnout
1: um you know usually we're around 10,000 people uh vegas might be completely different honestly i don't I haven't followed ticket sales or anything. My job is to put on a, a great show and mm-hmm. make sure the track's awesome, and you know, talk to talk to people like you to get get people out there and uh, have some fun with us.
0: Yeah. So you said Damon Bradshaw's coming out for the Can uh, Am class.
1: Yeah. I mean Bradshaw. Heck, him and uh, Cam McQueen. Cam McQueen, uh, who was the monster truck driver for the um, you know when we used to have the Nitro Circus uh, show, yeah, he came. Well, he actually won the world championship in uh, Monster Truck Northern Nightmare. So they teamed up and ran the Baja 1000 this year. Cam r- raced uh, the Volkswagen Bug class and was like, "Damon, you got to jump in." So those are like a pro uh class for like the side by side. So uh Bradshaw's jumping in that. But yeah, it's just so cool to see. I mean, when Matasovic came out, like that blue No one knew who Jeff was. I was like, "That's Chicken!" <laughs> yeah. I was so pumped. So and he just just showed up and you know no sponsor he just paid for it himself and freaking ran with us. He ran well too.
0: Nice, dude. Chicken sit your crack up like. You know, I moved to Corona 20 some years ago, and he's the first person I knew that I ran into on, on randomly, right? Like in Target. And so I see 100%. him all the time now, and I still get like all pumped, you know, because it's Jeff Matasevich. But, uh, 100%. but yeah. So that's going to be awesome. I'm going to try to get, uh, Bradshaw on the horn to talk about this weekend. You, and you see got if, to see if he's got get, a little smack. Get Morty
1: too. Bradshaw, Ward.
0: Yeah. There's going to be a lot, a lot of moto guys involved in this. Dude, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Um, so yeah, we got a, four pack of tickets to give away so uh we'll promote them uh on instagram so if you're listening and you want to come check out the show this weekend uh you got to comment on the instagram post and say why you want to come but uh but hey travis when is the last time you rode a motocross bike
1: uh motocross bike was about three days before i had a knee replacement so i did a back flip to front flip off and uh Uh, yeah i I I saw that Yeah, two, well, just on the airbag. I actually broke my hand um, trying a different trick. But <laughs> <laughs> airbags, airbags can they hurt sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so I'm still I'm, – I'm less than two months out on the okay. knee replacement. So it'll be – I'll be another month or two before I'm back on a bike.
0: So, hey, uh, the knee replacement, um, Jeremy had one. McGrath had one. Yes. And...
1: I talked to McGrath a bit about it. He's like, dude, it changed my life. So that's
0: – Okay, now, right? But when he yeah. first had it done, he's like, dude – I've never had something hurt so bad. And he was laid out for a while. But uh, I've had other people he, he, like Mark. he
1: didn't mention that part to me, but it was, he did, it was yeah. a nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. now he's always the best thing
1: ever. You gotta do it.
0: But like I've had people like my older brother like walking within a few days, right? But uh, how how did it go for you?
1: Um, I had to go back into surgery because I basically just shy of department syndrome. Like they opened it back up. The, the resident was like, dude, it was like a volcano. They opened it up. It just exploded. Doc's like, no, no, that's normal. He's like, well, I'd never seen it before. Um, but no, they had to grind. I had three tibia plateau fractures and no, I had no ACL or PCL since I was uh, probably 19. I think mm. that's when I did the second one on that. Um, so the knee was really shot and the tibia was so messed up. They had to grind off so much bone. Um, that the swelling, I mean, I'm still, so Gary Bailey, he's 80 years old. He got his knee replacement and on day two, he's walking and has full extension. I'm still getting my extension back two months later. And it's, it was hell. It sucked. But I think it's guys like Jeremy and me, motocrossers. Um, we've just ran such a, a loose knee for so long and beat it up so bad that it's not just the arthritis. It's there's actually the bone that they got to dig into. And that's, um, bone takes a while to heal. Yeah, or not a lot to heal, but like just the, the swelling and everything that comes from it.
0: Yeah, does it affect your driving at all? Like, is it?
1: No, I've um, you know pretty much right away. I was I was back driving, you know, three weeks. I was back in a canyon, probably not advisable. Um, <laughs> you know, trying not to flip it at all, but you know, it, it's it's fine there. I just walking is not the best, and um, mobility still still working
0: on. It. Yeah, do you have a it's list, just... a tally going, like how many bones you've broken?
1: Not really because – so that was my 40th operation. I was 40, so I keep trying to get my age older. And then I went back in. They had to reopen it up. So technically, that's 41. I was back under anesthesia the next day. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you have – let's say the doctor was like, hey, you have 30 fractures over seven bones. Is that one because it's one injury or seven or 30? Or did you round up or down? Like, I, you know, I just – I finally got to the point where – it became less worth it to be injured for me mm-hmm. than it did to be on the bike. But for the longest time, I was like, yeah, I don't mind being injured. I hate, I, I hate being injured because I can't ride, but I'm not going to stop riding. So I'm not going to be injured. So yeah, you know, I, I pick and choose my battles now. How about you?
0: Me? Last yeah. time I rode or last time I was hurt.
1: Well, either. Let's do both.
0: Uh, I raced the Grand Prix at Glen Helen yesterday on the Stark Varg and yeah. uh, had a lot of fun, man. But like, you know, well, you're, you have one, right?
1: Uh, yeah it's they made like back flipping a stark varg is i wouldn't recommend it but it's so much easier
0: yeah, like you can take whoo-
1: off and it's like a snowmobile oh yeah you just hit the yeah. gas and it spins you right around
0: <laughs> yeah no so i i was concerned about making 45 minutes on a, on a varg right so i found the sweet spot in the horsepower setting for me that i like and put the regeneration all the way up to 100 And uh, I had this backup plan, right? This backup plan to uh, have MAP2 be less horsepower, MAP3 even less. And at the halfway point, I looked and I was like 47% battery. So I'm like, oh, I'll go down one MAP. Well, I don't know why, but I thought I just pushed on the down button again. But I didn't realize like a transmission, right? First is down, then up, 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 up. So I never shifted down. So I rode on, you know, full power the whole race and I ran out. It went to zero about seven, eight turns from the finish, but no. it's, but it finished. It was, it would just went into this full limp on where it go, like walking pace, you know? But, uh, I made it and I, I'm, I'm bummed because if I had shifted down in power, I would have been able to race the whole thing, but, uh, pretty well, this fun is, uh, is, uh, the Stark something that you plan on doing more with? Like, did you ride it at 80 horsepower?
1: Yeah I I've only ridden it all the way up. I don't know I should probably try I I put my daughter on it way down like he so my uh 8-year-old never, never really got on to the, like the you know 65 she just didn't wasn't a big fan of, of shifting and you know she likes the 110s and just plays around with it but at the end of the day um the Stark like even though she can't touch the ground she's like oh well, that's this is easy and we just turned it all the way down like it was just super super mellow and mm-hmm. she's like I love electric bikes I'm like you, can't say that too out loud. Like, lose, <laughs> like, it's just funny. The next generation, like my dad hates anything electric. He's yeah. so upset with me for running an electric racing series. And then the kids are like, all they want to do is run electric because they can go to their friend's house and they can run, you know, the little, the fifties around the, the backyards and build little jumps like we used to do with BMX and nobody complains. So it's mm-hmm. it's a whole different generation, but I like them. I think they're pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Hey, are you following the racing pretty closely still? Supercross? Yeah, oh yeah. Give me your thoughts, uh, you know. In closing, give me your thoughts on this weekend,
1: Fortner. Uh, I was so sad, man. I, so when I was just basically come back from Puerto Rico just for for fun and to, to raise a little money um, for um, the Hurricane Maria down there uh, with Windom and, and Sipes, I got to ride at Rainers Track for a couple days, and Fortner was there, and just a good kid. I call him kid, like he's not a kid anymore, but um, I'm old. But he, I just wanted to see him so bad do well because he's, he's, I mean, again, I'm old, I'm slow, but in three corners, I've never not been able to hang with someone for a few corners. And in three corners, he was a straightaway ahead. I'm like, I don't, where'd he go? Where'd who go? He's not even on the same track. He's gone. Uh, So I always wanted to see Fortner do well, and I was just, I so like my, my heart just just aches for for that kid. And I'm glad he's he's okay ish, you know, hurt, but, um, love to see, see Deegan out there. And I love Brian or well, not Brian, but danger boys interviews. And you know, when he gets beat, he's like, yeah, I got, got my ass kicked. Those guys were on it. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to, going to work hard and we're going to get there. And I think that's, um, you know, it's cool to see for me, like Brian and I, Brian's always had a respect, uh, for other riders and you know he talks a lot of crap. Um, but he was always nice to, to my mom. Hello, Mr. Pastrana, how are you doing? Like he always had, even though he was the militia and he, you know, wanted to beat me with everything he had, um, he was super smart. And he understood the showmanship and he understood the work ethic. And I think Brian's probably the most underrated driver maybe in the world. Um, you know, it's cool to see that his daughter has a chance in NASCAR. Brian always wanted to go to NASCAR, but, you know, as, as popular as Brian is, and as, you know, much as he's been able to do, he never really got a shot to, to go there and, you know, it's cool to see Haley um, doing that. But sorry to get off subject, but um, for me, it's really cool as a parent to see, you know, see another Deegan come up, and I think he's going to do really well. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the 450 class is just—it's—it's it's amazing. Um, our our power went out, and I was in a mobile home uh, <laughs> at a track, unfortunately, so we lost the the Wi-Fi and everything uh, before the like right as the final started. I thought Jet was going to be gone. Um, So that's. It's cool to see Jet doing well, but it's also, you know, Supercross is different than outdoor. And he had the most amazing rookie year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have Carmichael and Stuart are the only two all-time that have ever gone a perfect season. He does it his rookie year. Yeah, Like, what he's done for this sport and so many of just my kids' friends and people that would never be involved in the sport are such huge Jet fans. Um, it's really cool to see. And just to go on a personality trait, uh, when Ken Block passed away, um, I was with the, the blocks uh, that weekend and they were all watching supercross and jet won the race. And the first thing that he did when he got asked a question was, Hey, you know, the race was great, but I just my heart goes out to, to Ken and his family. And mm-hmm. that hit home, especially, I mean, being there with the blocks, but also I don't know still to this day that I've ever won a race and had someone ask me a question about a race. And I don't know that I have the heart that that kid, had to be able to turn it around and be like and there's no none of the blocks were there and just be like man i just want to say something and that that meant so much uh to me as a father now um that you know that jet would would do something like that so um you know even though he came together as fortner uh last year and and, you know that that sucked but uh not jet's fault really but anyway sorry long rambles on personality but yeah the, the sport's an awesome place right now
0: yeah it's been great what do you think about uh, Eli Tomac's performance this weekend? I mean, he it looked like Tomac from last year, and the years been passed
1: without a doubt. Tomac usually takes a little bit to get going. He's kind of like a Chad Reed. Um, so you know, last year when he started out and won the first race, I was like, oh, this is, this season's done. Mm-hmm. And it, likely he it could, it could have been without the you know that the injury that wasn't even a crash. But um, I I like Eli. Um, I really just, I like his demeanor. I like when everyone's like, oh yeah, people are calling you old. He's like, well, yeah, I'm, I still got it. Like, let's, let's yeah. go. And that's, uh, you know, as an old another old guy, I, I root, root very hard for Eli. So I'd love, love to see him do well and love to see him get back on top this year. And, you know, to have so many different winners and so many different rounds. I mean, I'm still, I'm a huge Plusinger fan. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rooting for him every single race. And it's good to see that he's, you know, still up in the mix after the first couple of mud races. And, you know, it'd be, be good to see him do well too
0: yeah hey so how old are you now travis you keep uh, saying you're old, old. how huh?
1: 40. Yeah, 40 40 yes, sir.
0: you're not old dude it's funny you <laughs> do, you you look the same man. like to me
1: <laughs> oh my, my body doesn't feel the
0: same sure. <laughs> your body feels 80 but your face is 30 right or 20 <laughs> i'll take it nice all right well uh what's the rest of the week like for you before uh you show up in vegas
1: uh, well, right here we're actually uh, we just got done rally ready. Um, I actually just got a I bought a car for uh, for a couple of the guys on channel one nine nine. Hopefully, we'll bring in some veterans and some people off the off the YouTube that, that everyone everyone believes they can race and they think they can race. So we're taking some of our crew first to see how it works and see how much money I, I lose on this venture. But uh, um, so we went down and we taught everyone. Basically, my co-driver taught them how to co-drive, and uh, Texas Dave taught them you know, how to just drive a little bit better, a little more consistent. They learn notes and they they hit a rally sprint. Um, Right now we've got, so uh, we got more just go-karts and and vehicles and and all kinds of stuff. Uh, They've got an electric, uh, I don't even know what, electric something is making good power. And someone's going through his house for sure by the end of the day. But uh, yeah, so I fly out tomorrow morning, um, go work on the final build of the track, and then I'll be in Vegas just, uh, you know, basically hanging out, making sure the track's right and getting ready for this weekend
0: awesome well hey thanks for your time dude and uh definitely looking forward to seeing you on uh, friday and uh well actually what's going on friday like i know race time is like four o'clock or something but is there practice in the morning
1: yep so we get on the track on thursday um kind of qualify down and basically want to make sure everyone has a good amount of time in the the cars we've got the biggest field we've ever had in the top class Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the europeans are coming in i mean heck there's only two americans in the in the championship so it is most of the rally, the top rally and rally cross drivers are European, but there's a couple of the ones that raced the World Championship Series this year that didn't race Nitro Cross that are now coming over. So um, we get practice and qualifying basically to kind of set the the races so that when people get there, it's all entertainment. You just <laughs> race after race, and, uh, you know, everything matters at that point. So it's going to be a good time.
0: Cool. Well, hey, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. And, uh, guys, thanks for checking out the midweek podcast presented by factory backing and if you want to see this spectacle in uh las vegas this weekend make sure you check out instagram and comment on our nitro cross post travis thanks for the time
1: motocross there bands we got a yeah beer stands whatever it's gonna be a good time it's vegas
0: awesome talk to you then